Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Jana, a podcast where each month I'll speak to a variety of industry leaders to bring you education, trends, and relevant topics in franchising. I'm your host, Jana Bailey, CEO of FranNet. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Just Jana podcast. I'm Jana Bailey, and I'm the CEO of FranNet, and we are thrilled to have you with us today, and you're going to really enjoy hearing from my guest, Rich Spriggle with Challenger Gray in Christmas. Rich, I went to your LinkedIn profile just to see if I could pick up a couple of little nuggets I could throw in today, and I absolutely loved what was on your opening. A net giver focused on meaningful work, helping people between successes. That says volumes about who you are and what your mission is in your company. But I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Thanks, Jana. Uh, happy, happy to do so. I have, uh, as some people would kid me, kind of a sordid past, sordid only in the sense that uh, I started as a financial person, uh, went into operations, and somehow found myself uh, the, the senior HR person at two public companies. Uh, for, so for me, it was a great opportunity to work with people. Uh, unfortunately, much of that work uh, in the auto industry was centered around reducing, mm. right-sizing, okay, uh, and the like. And after many years of doing that, I, I got tired of telling people, due to no fault of their own, that we were going to change their world. Um, and as I got to a point in life when I realized there's a whole lot more to life, I decided to do something different. And I used to use and did use Challenger Gray and Christmas. I know it sounds like a law firm, okay? It's a mouthful, but it's actually a company that started over 50 years ago. We are family owned. And what we do is when companies are letting people go, they hire us to pick them up and help them through the emotion of the change that help them get ready to go on the search with some training and resume and LinkedIn. And then uh, our coaches work with them through the search process. So uh, it's a really exciting, uh, exciting process and one that we kind of all fear in the sense of being uh, out of work. But statistically, 97.7% of our clients, when they land, by their own definition, say their new job is as good or better than their last job. And when I share that with my new clients that are struggling, it's like I just took a hundred pound weight off of their shoulders to realize there is life after wherever they were. Because, you know, losing a job, we say, and is one of the five life events, birth, death, marriage, divorce, and the loss of a job. Now, I personally have experienced four of those. I'm not anxious to experience the fifth one, okay, <laughs> in, in that sense. Um, but, uh, but basically, that's what we do. Companies hire people to 
uh, hire us to help their people go forward. Well, that's that's great. And one of the things that that I'm curious about, because I've been familiar with outplacement firms for many, many years. Do you see the number of companies that are using outplacement services and working with firms like yours? Is that increasing or decreasing as as the years go by? Right. Uh, From my perspective, it's clearly increasing. Right. uh, Because what what companies are are thinking, uh, Jana, is that when they bring somebody on to join them, they bring them on into their culture. And and over 90% of the people that we work with are, are looking for a new position due to no fault of their own. Right. So companies had to make a very difficult business decision and our customers wanna treat their people on the way out with the same respect and dignity as they did on the way in. So they wanna help them go forward. And, and the other part is it is a critical part of the culture because people that are staying are looking at how the people that are leaving are being treated. Yes. And when they see they're being treated with respect and dignity and given a hand to go forward, they feel a lot more comfortable staying in difficult times and, and in unknown times. So, so clearly, uh, from our standpoint, companies, more and more companies are, are using our, uh, our service and services, you know, just like, just like ours. Well, as you've described it, that's not only a benefit to the employee or the client that you'll be working with one-on-one, but it's a huge benefit to the company in the long term. Like you said, others are watching how they're treated. So that's great. So your mission statement of helping people between successes is very similar to what FranNet does. So why do you partner with FranNet? What, how, how did this come about and what's the benefit? Right. So... I think the reason that, that I do it, and I think that we do it, because most of my counterparts across the country, uh, Jana, have, have connected uh, with the local FranNet people. And I think that's because we, a couple things. Number one is we have a common philosophy of helping people find their way. As I think about what you all do, people come to you when they're thinking about making one of the biggest decisions in their life and, and your team help them through that decision process uh, so that they can find, they can find their way about five to 10% of our clients actually start their own business through some fashion or, uh, or another. So I think we have the same philosophy. I've had the pleasure of meeting a number of your uh, of your folks across the U.S. And they have the same, again, we all have to make a living, but the way we make a living to me defines us. And that is, do we do it in a caring way and, and in a helpful way? And the folks that I've met care about the people that they're doing and they're trying to help them make the best decision for them. So I had the pleasure of meeting um, your person, uh, the person that works with you that's uh, out of Michigan, Mark Corey. And Mark to me is an amazing uh, person and, uh, and business person. And so he's the way in the person that I gotten started with. So I feel so comfortable with him 
that every month I have a client meeting to bring my, um, our clients together, to help them meet each other, to help networking. And Mark comes and speaks at three of those sessions uh, in the year, um, during the year. Because normally, you know, two to three months, our, cli you know, our clients turn over and land. Uh, so Mark captures each kind of class as we go forward to share with them, uh, you know, the idea of starting their own business and what it might be uh, like. And a number of our clients have actually taken advantage of uh, the services FranNet offers and have, have purchased franchises from, you know, from haircuts to kickboxing, okay, <laughs> uh, which is generally a different feeling. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so that's, that's the idea of, uh, you know, of the partner of the partnership with, uh, with FranNet. Well, we, we value that partnership and, and you're right. I think our values are very much in alignment. Um, and Mark is very, uh, a great representative of FranNet. And I also like to think that's really what you find across the country in our offices. Well, he's well, got to be a great guy. He connected me to you. That's right. That's right. I mean, yeah. Kudos to Mark. Hey. So we've heard people talking about the great resignation. That seems to be on a lot of people's minds. I just got back from a franchise conference and that was all the buzz. So give us an overview of what this is and what you're seeing. Let's think about um you know, let's think about what's taken place in the last, you know, 20 months, if you will. Um, last year, at one point in time, we had over 10, actually 20 million people or more out of work due to COVID. Uh, many of those folks have returned, but still, still there, there are about almost 11 million people out of work. And there are almost 11 million job openings. Now, not everyone lines up for all of those positions, but clearly there are a lot more jobs out there than typically are, but yet still the, uh, the numbers are, um, are not going down as quick as they could. The, the number of job cuts in the month of August were the lowest number since 1997. Wow. Year, year to date in 2021, it is the lowest number of job cuts in an eight month period on record. Where, and then to put that in perspective, wow. that's 89% lower than it was this time last year. Or last year through August, we cut 2 million jobs out. And this year, 250,000. So clearly the focus has changed. So companies have moved from trying to find a way to survive during COVID, mm -hmm. if you will, to now, how do they get back going? And as you know, I think we all feel the stress on the supply chain, whether we go to the dentist and the dentist has smaller offices or restaurants are closed, or we can't find cars um, or, the housing market is going absolutely uh, berserk, if you will. So, so clearly, the the table has turned, and and the time that we are away is causing us a lot of stress in just some fundamental parts of of where we are. Um, the second thing that's that's 
going on as part of all this is the demand for many of these services has increased. Okay, they have increased. So if you try to buy a recreational vehicle, if you find one, the prices are trailer, the prices are way up. If you wanna buy a car, I bought a used car, a sports car three years ago, and today it's worth $10,000 more than I paid for it. That's unheard of, but it's people are actually thinking about life differently than, uh, than they had in the past. So that brought us to the point of, well, what is going on at this? Uh, and the phrase has come about called the great resignation. So what we decided to do is um, uh, conduct another one of our, of our surveys. And we focus a lot on, on data, if you will. So we, we did a survey of over 200 uh, companies from multiple industries across the US um, and various sizes from smaller companies to larger companies. And one of the things we, we ask was, you know, where are you, what are your concerns? 68% of them said their greatest concern is the exodus of people, people leaving. Now, let me put that in perspective for you. For the last four, excuse me, over the last few months, over 4 million people a month have just quit their jobs. Wow. Just quit their jobs. So uh, I want to come back to that uh, later. So 68% so of the companies said they're really concerned about the excess of their talent. So we said to them, well, why are people leaving? And the, the largest percentage for people leaving was they wanted more flexibility. 73% said they, their people wanted more flexibility. 60% said it was due to burnout. Hmm. And think about, I mean, think about what we see, you know, in, you know, in our lives. Um, Simone Biles, you know, the Olympian with stress stepped out of the Olympics. The great, you know, the most, you know, the, the greatest gymnast probably uh, ever. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the tennis player, uh, the woman's tennis player, number one in the U.S., Osaka steps out and has all kinds of all kinds of challenges and these are just two examples of what our people are feeling in the you know in the job market um a number of folks during during this pandemic um have relocated okay they've relocated to different areas um a lot of the folks are saying you know what you know i used to commute an hour each way or an hour and a half and you know what I'm pretty daggone productive from my home and I earn, you know, I can use that extra hour, two hours, three hours. So, so people, I think what's happened is people are, are realizing, Jana, that, you know, life is short. Right. And life as it used to be isn't, isn't the same as it is today. And you can't take those things for granted. So people that were saving for that move or saving for that RV or that boat or whatever are saying, you know what, I'm going to do it now, <laughs> you know, and they're buying those vacation homes or they're moving um, or in some cases, 
because the kids were home, they're going, I need a bigger house. You know, the, you know if I'm going to work from home, yeah. but, but, you know, those are the reasons we see for, for people leaving. So one of the other questions we asked the companies were, well, are you doing anything to, to keep them from, um, from leaving? And two thirds of the company said, absolutely. Uh, some of them are offering them across the board incentives. Uh, and if you take a look at it, uh, you, you know, McDonald's are offering sign-on bonuses, Amazon offering sign-on bonuses. So, uh, so companies are trying different things. 85% uh, of the companies said they were having a difficult time filling positions. Yeah, I think we uh, all see, I, I saw a sign at someplace that instead of saying now hiring, it said, who isn't hiring? And I really, <laughs> that, that sums up a lot of these, these business people's minds. Yeah. Well, and from that standpoint, 81% of the company said they're getting pushback, bringing people back to work. And, you know, and compounding that in today's world, you know, this new variant called Delta, uh, companies had planned fundamentally to bring most of the people back uh, after Labor Day. And with the Delta variant, that took them through another whole, another whole thought process uh, to, you know, to, uh, to get people back. So, so we said, well, as you try to recruit people, what is it that you're offering? And two thirds of the company said, we're offering flexible hours. Uh, almost two thirds said we're offering remote work options. In fact, um, quite a few of my clients have landed jobs out of Michigan and they are allowed to stay in Michigan and work. During COVID, you know, in fact, at our company, we hired a number of people that we never met in person. So this idea of, of working virtually has, you know, has changed dramatically. Uh, quite a few of the companies are offering hybrid options, over half of them. Uh, Sign-on bonuses uh, are another thing we talked a little bit about. Then companies are turning to, well, why, what else, can we do to get people that we have here to stay? Because that's a concern with a great resignation. 35% said they are reinvesting themselves in new ways for leadership development and individual development and individual development in the sense of providing tuition reimbursement or mentorship programs or even student loans uh, for companies that are employing uh, people that have children, they're opening up this option of, of uh, childcare that you know, used to be something that was very popular, then it went away. And now companies are just trying to do whatever they can to, uh, to get people to stay, uh, to stay with them. Um, we, you know, when we ask them about people that are pushing back coming to work, you know, we said, is it, is it generational? And about half the company said it was, and the other half said it wasn't. Then is it, is it gender driven? And a little over half the company said yes, uh, okay. from, from that sense. And yes, from the sense of, was more focused on the, uh, unfortunately, 
as males, we're, uh, we are assuming more responsibility, but we still have a ways to go generally on the childbearing side. So, uh, so, that's, so, so that's kind of what's going on there. The other thing that is, is really interesting, when we did the survey, only 3% of the companies said they were gonna mandate vaccine. Uh, 52% said they were gonna encourage it. The other 40 some said, I'm not touching that question. You know, uh, from, I'm not touching that question. You know, so, but look at what's happening now with healthcare. Uh, mm -hmm. Initially, before the Biden mandate, healthcare organizations were mandating uh, that their, all of their people be vaccinated. And now what they're seeing is that a lot of their folks that are like even the, the maintenance, the housekeeping people, because of the jobs at Amazon and other companies, they're losing those folks to, uh, you know, to other companies that they're not living in a hospital environment. Right. So these are, you know, these are folks that are um, much more hands-on, much more labor intense, just saying, I'm going to choose now that I have an option, I'm going to choose to get out of the stress and the fear of COVID and go to work someplace else. Uh, nursing, nurses, the, in healthcare, the, this, the issue isn't with physicians as much as it is with nurses and techs and, and the like. One health system that I work with that with the mandate because of because of the challenge with with nurses they announced they're going to hire 500 nurses bringing them from the philippines again qualified nurses but these are the things that people the people companies are doing to try to you know to try to in this case you know take care of sick people but right. but organizations are um you know are really are really struggling from you know, from, from that sense. It, it really has just turned our society upside down a little bit. I mean, to, to, I was having a conversation with someone who would have ever dreamed two and a half years ago that all of this would have transpired. I mean, this is not something we plan into our strategic picture for the future. There's just no way to have foreseen this. Interesting to me, one of the, the things that I was reading the other day, though, that some companies that are offering sign-on bonuses and other incentives for new employees are getting some pushback from the people that have been true and stayed on. So it's almost like you walk this fine line between what do you do for the new and being sure you're not neglecting those that have stayed with you. Oh, and, and that's really important. It's, it's like as a business. If you can't take care of your current customers, how are you going to take care of new customers? So I think companies are realizing they have to really turn inwardly and make sure that they're doing things to, uh, to want people to stay with them um, as they are. But I think, you know, as I've seen, you know, some of the changes, you know, people's view of, you know, people's view has, they've changed dramatically in the sense that, um, you know, I'm the first person to talk to individuals as, you know, as they leave companies. And so many of them say, you know what, I've never had a chance to take a break and really think about what I want to do. So I'm going to take a break. 
and and I'm going to spend some time. And then that's what we do. You know, my, you know, I'm kind of a consummate optimist, and we like people to think about, even though they're not working, they we like to think about it as being between successes and being on a journey. And what is it that you really want to do? And explore those options. And again, that's why we present, you know, FranNet with, you know, via Mark Corey uh, to to our clients. So we see so many more people now want to take control of their life as opposed to, you know, geez, I've got to go to work. I've got to do this. Um, and I see people's view is that they're seeing, you know, the philosophy that more life is short. So we better live it now in, in that case. And what is it that we want to do? And if we want to do it, why can't we do it now? Yeah. Rich, this has just been, I mean, I've taken a thousand notes here. So I know if, if I'm getting this much out of it, our audience is absolutely loving your input. Um, I can't thank you enough for sharing your insight. This is something most of us see from a distance and we really don't understand all the details. Doing the surveys that you all do is, is so insightful. Is there any last message you would leave to this group? Is there a ray of sunshine at the end of this? Is, are things going to return to somewhat normal or is this the new normal? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I don't see us. I don't see us ever going back to literally the way it was before. Again, I don't have a crystal ball, but I really don't. I don't see us going back that way because I do believe, hopefully at a much lower level, COVID is going to be around mm. from, from that sense, hopefully more like the flu as opposed to a pandemic. But I, I think we have forever changed our view. The good news is I think companies have changed their view right. of, of what work is. And I, think, and I think the view that we as individuals have for our life and placing more value on the here and now, not forgetting about tomorrow, but placing the more value on the here and now is going to really force companies to continue to look to look forward. So, so for me, you know, I I think there's a bright you know a bright spot out there, but I think I think what's really interesting to me is that I think we're going to see people uh, when they're working smiling more than they used to smile. Okay, not going through the grind, but doing, you know, going to work because they want to go to work. And while they're at work, they can still take 10 minutes and walk their dog, or they can take, uh, you know, a minute or two and hug their child. I've met more dogs, you know, <laughs> through Zoom, and I've met more children for people that I've known for years. So to me, I think we have to look at what the positives are through this you know, and then take those into ourselves and, and go forward with that. So apologize for going off, but that's, I, I think that's, we have to find some good out of everything that happens to us. And, and this is an opportunity to do that. We just may have to look a little deeper. <laughs> I agree with you on so many levels. I really do. Um, and like you, we bought an RV, um, <laughs> Three years ago. So, you know, I'd rather I'd rather be lucky than smart in those cases. Who would have predicted what would happen? So, Rich, thank you so much. And I look forward to possibly touching base with you 
on future episodes so that we can catch up and see what changes are taking place. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I hope everyone that's joined us today has enjoyed this session half as much as I have. Thank you very much. Thank you.